Welcome back to Two Integrated. Hi guys, hope you're keeping well. On this week's episode, we are actually going to be talking about so-called integration journey. We're going to do it interview style, just so that it's easier for us and so that the conversation flows better, really. I'm going to be asking him a couple of questions that I also ask my interviewees, but this is going to be different just because he is my sibling and we know each other, so... It might be a little bit more into depth, really. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about your school experience, how you settled in, anything anything like that. So yeah, I mean, the start was very hard, uh, very different too. Uh, when I came, I, I've always been in a mixed school, but when I came, I was in a mixed school and it was just all one floor. The schools they used to go back in the day was just like four different floors and you had to climb up on the fourth floor. That's where your class was. And it was just very different. Whereas here, it was just all one floor. They had canteens, they had lockers. And then they gave us, and I had a uniform too, which I, before that I had never uh, worn a uniform before. And I felt so strange. I felt like it was part of the system for for, for a minute. But then... After a while, I got used to it. I did not like it, though, I'm not going to lie. But yeah. after that, it was great. It was just, it was hard to get used to it because I didn't, I had no friends and trying to make friends and not being able to speak was just a tough going. How did you get to making friends? Because I know you did have friends later on. Well, the way I made friends mostly was because I was good at soccer. And my PE teacher saw that I was good at it and he always involved me with other people and got me in another with like playing soccer and going to different matches and what and all that. So that's the way I got to make friends. He saw that I had some 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 potential and I was good at it and he dragged me along and then that's how friends started coming along and I started building friendship and just... I wasn't talking much though, even though I was around people, I wasn't talking much because I didn't feel so confident at the very start. I would just be around there literally just as a body and just listen to whatever everyone else is saying. I said that too, I said I was mute like, because I couldn't speak at all. I would just be there as a body and I would just pay close attention to what everyone is saying and what the way they're behaving yeah like. behaving yeah, I, used to look at that as well. I was paying close attention to everything and that's what kind of helped me in a way because i was just taking in i was just buying in everything that, that they were doing and saying and stuff and i was making my own judgment yeah. at the end of the day like you know what i mean but yeah. language wise i would keep a serious close attention to that because i really wanted to speak so badly mm-hmm. and that that was uh that, that was a good start so yeah i mean i was fascinated by other classes too that we that we had here which was like the the tech craft the metal work uh, classes con- construction work classes i was fascinated by them i liked the construction work and the tech craft the graph was just so good i was fascinated by it i liked the way he drew out the house and in different angles yeah. and the way you look at it from the top and the side and it was just complete sort of engineering, which was I thought was really good. But unfortunately, I couldn't get that going because there was enough students that yeah. that picked it after like the after my third year, I think. And um, the construction was great because like I was just I liked building stuff and it was always so nice. But you um, would have never had the opportunity to do those classes. I would know if you were still in Albania. Absolutely not. I mean, yeah. you'd never you'd never see him normally. 
Um, did you find it weird doing them at first, or did you love them like? Yes, it was weird because I had never seen such a thing going into a school and seeing all this, and then. Yeah. But then it's very once, progressive, yeah, I, think. I had yes, I had no experience whatsoever. I was learning from scratch, and once I got the like learn the basics and especially with the help of teachers you do this and do this and do that it was just i i loved it back then i just kept going and end up build, building my little pieces and stuff oh yeah and projects so i built and, like a little like cupboard it's a, no it's, a, it's it. actually a, a bedside locker yeah that i built oh, yeah for my leaving cert and um and it's so good, like yes, it's, so it's nice. actually I still have it today. It's yeah. in absolutely in mint condition, and I still keep it, and I love it. It's actually a, a big one too. Yeah, and he yeah. built like all these like little like pigs and like these little like trick things with metal and yeah, like little keys and they different were very different cute. writings I used to and love stuff. Them. That I, yeah, different writings. I actually brought you something with with your name on it, as far as I remember. I don't know if yeah, it, it's engraved. Yeah. I think yes. I have it still. Yeah, uh, I was doing that metal work, like, but I was doing different things all the time, and uh, yeah, I, was, I loved it. You know, it was just like I was creating some new. I thought I, I achieved a lot when I was making them real. Like, oh my God, I remember when you gave me that thing actually, and I was like, oh my God, like that's so nice that you were thinking of me. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was so cool. Yeah, yeah so, I literally thought you were so talented. I was like, how is he doing this? And I was like jealous that you got to do these subjects and I didn't because I was going into an all-girls secondary school as well. Yeah, I, I, like, I went to mixed like, school, so yeah. just we had we had everything. But I think yeah. if I would have, if my parents would have taken me to your school, I probably would have done the subjects if I was allowed. Like. Maybe so, yeah. I mean, we had, like, on when I was on class, I think when we had construction metal work, I think I, we had, like, one girl that was doing all of them. Really? No other girl yeah. chose that. They were all choosing arts and different stuff but like yeah, yeah none of them chose chose uh mm-hmm. to do i was just impressed by what you made so i was like oh i'd love to do this i like, was just it, know, was, in theory, it was just small like, basic uh little pieces yes yeah. but they were cute they're beautiful i thought they were beautiful back then okay so now my next question is how did you gain citizenship or what was your experience with it and i'm only asking this because of course i do know his story and he got citizenship in a different way to the rest of us yeah so you all got it before i did and uh, i got it a bit later i think it was about six to eight months later they actually offered my citizenship i have no idea why it was six to eight months later because technically i should have probably gotten it the same time as he yeah but but like the way citizenship works just for anyone who doesn't know Basically, like, like, my dad was the first one to get it, of course, because he's been here the longest and worked his way up. But straight after my dad, I got it because I was underage. So minors get it straight away once their first parent gets it. And then my mom got it after. And then it was so called And he was like months, months later and we were all waiting for his to come. Yeah. So I like, I didn't know when he was going to come. And I was like, if he comes fine, if he doesn't, I'll wait for another while. That was my idea. Yeah. But he came about six days later anyway. So I went and did, uh, went to the ceremony. Oh yeah. How was that actually? That, I've never been to one. Yes, I wish I would That was really cool because like there's thousands of people in this big room wait so what happened at the ceremony like how what did they say to you so there's people out there that talk and they put on a bit of a show there's a bit of music and uh, they kind of say like you know welcome to ireland and they speak in irish too there's one part when they speak in irish and 
I don't get it, but everyone claps at it. And then, and of course, it's the respect. And then the guy, guy. yes, of course. And then the guy said, "Why did you all clap? You didn't understand anything you were saying." <laughs> and it was funny. Aww. And then he said, uh, "He said, you know, welcome to Ireland, you all um, citizens of Ireland. Now, and you know, you have full rights to everything." Yeah. It was a nice ceremony. You have a bit of music, and there's people talking and. All that. But anyway, I had to say this. I circle having applied to the Minister of Justice and Equality of, for a certificate of naturalization, hereby solemnly declare the, my fidelity to the Irish nation and my loyalty to the state. I undertake to faithfully observe the laws of the state and to respect its dem- democratic values. And that's the vow that you do at your ceremony and you do that collectively in a group all at once like somebody is on stage reading this and you all say this at the same time when i was there it was full there was four thousand people in one go saying word by word and stuff my god like i should have never had to say this like i find it so funny that of course like you have to but like it's so strange i've never heard anyone say these words ever and when you go there obviously there's people from i wish i would have said it (laughs) all different nations and you know but it's it's a it's a it's a good vibe you know i mean the the feeling is great anytime like because it's only him my mom and my dad that had to go to the ceremony I never got to go to one and I would always be so jealous when they were like oh going off to do this and I was like why don't I get one like but of course like it's because I'm underage and stuff but kids I badly wanted yeah I badly wanted to go to one just to see what it was like because they would talk so highly of it and they both like uh, all of my family like loved going to it because it was just a great experience and you'd feel validated for the citizenship yeah, I the suppose. feeling was great and then they give they send my passport at the door on the 14th of february right of valentine's day i knew it was true love from there on yeah facts okay so moving on to a different question i'm just gonna ask you what was it like for you to integrate into a new culture and live between two cultural worlds basically at the beginning i'm not gonna lie it was hard because i didn't know how to separate them how to separate my Albanian culture from the Irish culture. Yeah. Because you know, I didn't want to come out full Albanian culture and the way we have things, that would have probably been looked at as weird here. Yeah. So I had to really separate that for a while. But over time, you know, my confidence started going up a lot more and uh, I was getting to know more people and the people knew where I was from too at the same time. So I've come at this stage where I don't really like separate them no more i just you know i embrace it i accept it because that's where i'm from i don't bring my albanian inside like full on you know i, I bring a, a small percentage of it out like everyone who knows me nowadays they already know where i'm from they already know how i'm coming out you know i, I don't uh, hide it no more i think one thing to admire about sokal is that he really like is so proud and like he will say he's Albanian no problem and he will like speak Albanian in front of everyone no problem at all whereas like with a speaking side of it I always I never speak Albanian when I'm with my friends like let's say like my mom is calling me for example on the phone I will just speak English to her like I will not speak Albanian to her even though she's speaking Albanian to me on the phone you know so I just reply to her in English and it's something that I don't do. And my friends often ask me, they're like, oh, like, will you just speak some Albanian for us? Or like, will you tell us like what this word is in Albanian? And I literally never do it. I'm just not comfortable with doing it. And this is just because when I was younger, 
I used to do this because people were like, say this or say that in Albanian. They would repeat what I was saying, which is normal. Like, okay, sure, you want to try it out. But when they would butcher it, it was like really offensive to me or like it kind of seemed to me as if they were taking it as a joke. So ever since then, I just hated speaking it because I knew that people would immediately repeat it and then say it to me in the future as like a joke and stuff. And I was like, well, this really isn't a joke. Like this is the language that I grew up speaking in the first few years of my life, you know, and I did not like that at all. So it kind of has triggered me a little bit, honestly. Like at home, obviously, I do speak it whenever I can and stuff. But so called, like, he, he's no problem. Like, he'll be with an Irish person and he'll speak Albanian to me. No I have worries. no, I have no problem. If I tell him, look, my mom is ringing, they automatically know that I'm going to speak Albanian because I'm speaking to my mom or yeah. I'm speaking to my dad. And that's it. And back, no, and then after that, I go back normal. But like, I mean. Yeah, like, he's been like this like, ever since he was young and everything. Like, when I was younger, I would be so shy speaking a different language uh, in front of people and stuff. So I would, like, whisper it or something or, you know. But like Sokal does not care. And I've always loved that about him. Like, because he just doesn't mind. Like, he is not shy about it. He does not. He's so comfortable doing it, which is great. Because, uh, like, in, in my thing, I refuse to speak English English to mom and dad. Like, Yeah, I mean, he really does. It's yeah, like, that's true. I like, I like to speak Albanian to them. I know they will understand me, obviously, so much better in Albanian. I'm like, I will speak Albanian. And if one was around, like, I mean, if they kind of feel a bit weird, I'll actually explain, yo, buddy, this is what's going on. Yeah. You know, because there's people out there who kind of feel weird and I'm like yo this is what yeah, they said that's my issue like I don't want to make people un- uncomfortable because they cannot understand me because some people are like oh I have no idea what she's saying like maybe she's talking bad about me like I don't want people to have that issue with me at any point I understand because I've heard people like oh yeah when you, he- you hear someone speaking different language like are they speaking about me <laughs> No, <laughs> that is the like that is the last thing I could be thinking of yeah. to speak about the you. The most we're saying is like language. with the person that we're with. Like we're probably just telling our parents who we're with, but like that's about like, it. Why are you so comfortable? Yeah. That, I'm like, oh yeah, they're I speaking think it's about just, me. Like, paranoia, like just, just turn it off. Turn yeah. it off. I mean, if even, even I mean, God forbid, even if they were think if they were speaking about you in their language, what you gotta worry about? You didn't understand a thing. <laughs> Like, just walk on with your life. It's not like, I mean, they said it in your face. Just yeah. just move on. You didn't understand it. You'll never know about it. Move yeah, sometimes, on. like, speaking a different language is great, though, because, like, especially when we're in public, like, me and my mom, like, we'll probably just be saying something, something that is not acceptable. Thank God, like, no one can hear us, because then they'll be like, these people are crazy, like, because they think like this, you know? No, because, like, when I speak m- my language, I don't purposely do it so you don't understand me. Oh, yeah. I only do natural. it... You know, I only do it because if I'm speaking to someone who is Albanian and I know they want only to speak Albanian, I will speak Albanian to them only. My mom and dad, especially, I'll only speak Albanian to them. You know, that's I'm just me. I'm the opposite. Like, I'm <laughs> terrible. My parents are like, okay, like, we know she's going to start speaking English to us anyways. So have you ever gotten, like, different versions of your name? Every single time. I've been called everything and anything but my name. Like. Yeah. I remember at the beginning, like, people would pronounce your name. You'd be like, everyone's calling me social, like. Yes, and there's no I, C in there or S no, or anything. Uh, I'd be called school, <laughs> school, social, like, but but my name. And it's only a five-letter name, like, you know. Yeah, but, but your name is so easy to pronounce, like, S-O-K-O-L. How yes. can you go wrong? How can you add a school? Like, how can you say 
Honestly, just I, I don't know. I mean, if people are trying to make fun of it or whatever, like, oh, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but I, I'd be called so cool at one stage, too. Oh, I remember I'm that. Like, I, I say that sometimes. I couldn't make sense of it anyway. Oh, but yeah, like, I well. never really, I never really paid attention. Like, I've come to this point where, like, yeah. whatever they call me, I'm all right, but it, like, yeah. <laughs> But, like, as well, I'm so not used to calling him Sokol. Like, in the house, he's Cole, like, or Coley. Yes, exactly. But it's never... And, like, saying Sokol in this podcast as much as I have, I probably have never said it that often in my entire life, like. No. It's so weird to me to call you Sokol. It's always Cole or, like, bro. That's all that I yeah, say. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, so strange. that's very true. But, like, obviously, to everyone else, it's Sokol. But in the family, like, we never call you Sokol, like, unless someone's mad at you. But with my name, my name's pretty easy, but... People just tend to ignore the A in my name and they go Irene, which I'm not a fan of. Like, that's the only originality that my name has, that A, like. So, please. But in Albanian, my name is not pronounced Irina. It's pronounced Irena. And if you are Irish and you're listening to this, you don't have the right to call me that name. It's actually for literally my family and Albanians only. When I was in Spain, I was called Irena all the time. Because, of course, that's how you pronounce my name, like, in that language and stuff. So, it just felt like I was home the entire year. Like, it was so cute. If someone, like, in Ireland called me that, I would be so weirded out. Like, I'd be like, please don't. Like, that's... It's just a name for my family, really, like. And I like both versions of my name, to be honest. I don't have a problem with it. Like, my name is the only, like, European one in the household. And I'm so glad about it. No offense to the three of you, but... I just think that it's so easy. Like, obviously, our surname is a different story. Oh, good. Yeah, by the way, so our surname, you can say two versions of it. It's either Batisi or Batici. But in Albanian, it's Batici. That's how we say it. Yes. Because the C, it's actually a French C with a little, what's it called? Like a little apostrophe? Oh, it's like a little thing yeah. at the bottom of it. Um, like, it has a French C in it, but we never put it in because that letter is not recognized in, in English. the English alphabet, so it's just useless. Even our passport, like, it's a normal C, yeah. when it should be the other C. But anyways. Oh, surname, like, I mean, I, I've i given up and, like... Oh, I've, yeah, me too. I've completely <laughs> given up, like, because no one seems to pronounce no, it. No, like, people just don't say it sometimes. No, but, it's no just they don't Irina, say it at like, all. They just say the first name, and, yeah. and I'm okay with it, like, you know, because, like... And there has been cases, yes. Uh, there has been a couple of cases where... They, get they have gotten yeah. it and they have gotten it right as it should be. Yeah. And one of them was actually when I was going to change my license once oh, really? in, by NDLS on point. The guy who called it out, I was shocked. I was yeah. so shocked. Yeah, anytime anyone gets it right, we're so impressed. And, and he was so shocked and he said it properly, like first and second name, how it should be. Yeah. And I was, I, I had to speak to him. I was like, thank mm-hmm. you. I was like, yeah. like <laughs> thank goodness. Like. I was so surprised. And he was like, really? And I was like, you got every like pronunciation, yeah. the whole lot of it on point. I was mm-hmm. so impressed by it. Like, the spelling as well. People like, they always forget there's two Y's. They add two I's instead. Yes. Anyways, it's just pronounced Butici or Butici, whichever one's easier for you. But I prefer Butici anyway. A uh, different question to ask you. Do you visit Albania often? Not as often nowadays, no. Yeah. When I was younger, yes. My parents sent me like nearly every year for like two, three, if not even a month sometimes. Nowadays, no. Like, 
I, I'd like to, but then I just don't have the time because, like, I work and stuff and I got my own things going on. Yeah. I tend to go every couple couple of years nowadays. Sogal like, is the one that least visits. Like, the rest of us, we'll go every, like, two years, really. We don't really go every year anymore. But Sogal, like, one time he didn't visit for, like, five years. And everyone was like, where is he? Like, anytime we would go, like, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, I didn't go, I didn't go, I think it was four years or five years. I think, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like anyway, maybe. so I didn't go, and yes, everyone was, uh, everyone back home, obviously, they were, they were waiting yeah. for me. It's because, like, I, because I could go to other places, and I started going visit places in oh, Europe yeah, instead did, of, uh, instead of going back home. And when I do go back home, I have a ball. When I mean a ball, I have a ball. Yeah. I got, uh, like, my own cousin, let's say, who is, like, my personal chauffeur, <laughs> let's say. Like, uh, all I do is just fill up his tank and he takes me to wherever he, wherever I want to. When was that? Like, last, I think it was about three years ago now that that was Yeah, we there. went together, yeah. yeah. Before COVID and uh, I had such a great time. I went down the south of a country, especially in summer, it's so beautiful it's sunny it's warm beach it's like, bears it's so tropical it's, it's very tropical i mean the the deeper of in the south you go in the country the just better it gets yeah. it's basically like a greek island that's what it looks like for anyone that doesn't know exactly and yeah. it was my first time actually going down that far in the south that i went this this time but it was so so nice it was just a, a different feeling altogether i felt like i was actually i wasn't even in my own country it was just so beautiful yeah. so usually when i'm when i go back home i don't stay in the same place for too long i'd be like three days in this place and two days in this place and three so i just move around because it kind of feels so much better and uh yeah, like, Sokal, anytime he does visit, like, I usually spend my time in Kukas, where we were both born, with my cousins and stuff like that. Sokal literally will stay there for two days and barely see his relatives, and then he'll just hop around with the one cousin, of course. And everyone's like, he just came for a whole two weeks and we barely saw him. Like, what is this? Yeah, and I, I'm like, yeah. I did that. I messed up. Like, last time I messed up because I barely seen yeah, my, my own cousins. Yeah, and this isn't cousins. great, like, great to see them. And they do absolutely love him. Like, they cannot wait until he goes over there because it's just all jokes around, isn't it? Yeah, it was the excitement was just moving around the place. It's just... It left me excited running for, for, for different things. Yeah, but because you don't go so often, I think it's nice to see other places and stuff like that, like, and visit. Because, like, the places you've been to, I have never been. I'd say I've been to three cities in Albania in my entire lifetime. Like, I've yet to like, travel. We don't go there south. so often. So, yes, I mean, by yeah. right, we're, we don't really get to see much. Like, I can see I've traveled a bit, like, but I wouldn't say too much. This was the furthest I ever went into the country. Yeah. And the road over there was so long. We hit the road at five o'clock in the morning, even though we were messing around a bit, right? We were on the road for 12 hours. I mean, we could have done it for maybe eight or nine if to, to be, if we were just kind of yeah. not messing about. But we were stopping like so many times in the road and we were going up and we we're meeting friends on the road. Like, yeah. it's not that I knew friends, but uh, my cousin had friends and we had a couple of friends that came with us too. And it was just like... But like, the thing is, from Kukos to, like, you went to Vlora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another city uh, in the south. Like, it's a really long journey anyways. And it's not like in Spain, you can fly between, like, uh, cities and stuff like yeah, that. you can do And you that, can kind of do that in Ireland as well. I think you can fly from, like, Cork to Dublin or something like that. You cannot do that at all in Albania, which is terrible because, like, the journeys are so long. To get to get from Kukos to Vlora, 
it's a good like five six hours seven so. hours maybe i'd say because okay, yeah. the road gets really bad i mean if you go past flora even yeah. worse and it's not that the road is bad it's just like zigzag yeah the thing is you're driving through mountains and through canyons basically because that's all albania is so it's a whole lot of like turns and stuff because to build these roads of course we had to ruin our natural beauty we'll say like we kind of had to ruin nature to create transport for people that was as quicker and as easy as possible and stuff so everything is literally through mountains which is beautiful oh, of course the view from there because yeah. you're going up and down the mountains it's a whole mm -hmm. different thing i have never yet to see anything like it because yeah, you good. see the whole coast like you see how far it stretches out like oh it's amazing i greatest feeling ever okay so another question for you would you ever consider moving back to albania i have had that question done before Same. by other people because i came here so young came right in my teenage years where i started making friends and i literally built my whole life here yeah to me maybe now wouldn't be the right time because like i have everything here i have work and i built my own life and i have my whole family here i don't see me having a reason to go and live back to albania right as of right now i see my myself living here for as long as long as i can maybe till i end up in pension and i might then go back home but at the same time that's not for sure either like you know just yeah. the idea yes i mean if, if i end up in my pension i would like to go back go back home and spend the rest of my life over there like yeah. you know as well but, like our whole literally our whole life is here like you said like i don't have friends there and no. you know a couple of people but like they're not like your great friends or like like no because the guys let's say that i went to school with and all this even let's say when i go on holidays i see him i how are you but it's kind of awkward because like the guys let's say that i was friends with or close to when i was young like we haven't seen each other for like 14 years yeah. now properly and then it's just like we don't have that kind of relationship to get together yeah. and it's just kind of awkward like what i'm saying that's the same with me i mentioned that in a q a that we did it's just it makes no sense like i see my childhood friends here and there but we have been apart for so long that it makes no sense to go back to those friendships and it's just too difficult to pick up where like we, you can't pick up anywhere where you left off you know because you were children like so we are very much so comfortable here in Ireland and, and apart from my cousin let's say I don't really talk to anybody yes. that, that's old friends I don't I have no contact whatsoever with yeah. anyone like when we go to albania all we do is stay with family like we have so many we have 20 first cousins by the way like just in case we literally do so we have plenty of people to stay occupied with we always go out to cafes together we go on holidays together we go to the beach and like that's all that we need when we go back there you know literally, like, like I, they keep us so entertained we have so much fun with them there's always stuff to do over there so we're happy with that but i don't think we would permanently move i think i've always said that i'd love to do it temporarily for maybe like a couple of months or like a year but i don't think yeah that... like i mean you have a bit of a break over it that's the way i see it oh no but i mean like just to move for like a year just for fun like maybe I, get like a little job I, and just hang out i don't travel. think i could do that i'm telling you yeah like, i don't think you could cold. i think you get really sick of it like i'd lose my mind over there i'd yeah. say like because no the, the town that we live in is small it's granny everybody knows everybody but like it's limited on things you're doing until you actually leave 
leave the place once you leave the little the, the little place we live in yeah. it's you can do things and you can move around like but because it would be such a like, difference that I'm just so used to here I'm used with the lifestyle I'm used to people here and everything yeah. just flows to it's the way I see it here, exactly like. so much quiet over there it's messy and like you know I don't yeah just, like now we've gotten used to not having too many people around us whereas when we're there we've loads of people around all the time and we can only take so much of it like especially when we used to go when we were younger we would be there for like literally three months of the summer and we will get so upset and like just like annoyed with that after like a month and a half we'd be like no I want to go home back to Ireland like I'm not sick of the people just of the surroundings and like the stuff like that and as well it's so warm like you really do get sick of the warmth after a while and in the summer in the summer and in the summer the heat is ridiculous we've only gone in the summer really so yes in winter i've never gone in the winter actually because it snows over there yeah. really like, but we'd love to go though okay so last question for you what impact has ireland made on you because we come from a different place and the government there is not the greatest the, the government in ireland is actually very good i think well it's not excellent but it's good. I think um, I think it's quite excellent if you compare it to Albania. Like, yes, people right, here really enough. take their government for granted. Like you've no idea what it's like to have your rights recognised, yeah. and that's what the Irish government does. But like, no. But thing is, like, people here, they actually do listen what the government says. Yeah. Let's say like the COVID rules and stuff like. People oh, yeah. here actually really, really respected them. Yeah. That while. would, yes, for a while, that would never happen back home. No, they would, that has not happened back home. At all. Like, in Albania, like, people don't wear masks. They barely wear masks in the shop. They don't do any of that. Like, it's terrible. And they've been greatly affected by COVID. Like, COVID has literally taken them as bad as it took Italy, if we remember. So, it was extremely severe for them and plenty have died and plenty of people that are quite, like, known in Kukas have passed away and stuff, which is insane because the government was not taking it seriously at all. Even, like, now with the vaccines, they get their vaccines with nepotism, basically. Like, you know someone and they'll get you the vaccine. That's how they do it. Because the vaccine is not provided for everyone, which is absolutely terrible. Honestly, there's so many issues with the Albanian government, but we're going to get into that in a different topic. But yeah, that's so the question. <laughs> I, basically, I mean, like the government here is actually good, and I think if you have if you have a decent government who are trying to do things right and trying to make things the right way for the people, the people will be civilized too. They will yeah. actually listen, and I think people are here very chilled out. Like I mean, especially in Cork, let's say, because that's where we live. I think it's I think people are very chilled out, are very nice, and like I mean, they're very friendly, obviously. And that, it kind of has taught me in a way, yeah. like you know, to always be good and. To be the best of myself i can yeah, be as a person exactly like it's so insane how much kindness can have an impact on you and irish people are so so kind and extremely helpful like they really make such an effort which is amazing to see but in albania sometimes because the economic situations aren't great it kind of affects how people behave and how people how giving they are and all of that like the job i would have no i probably would never have in albania or let's say the wages that i'm getting here i would never get in albania like i mean over there it's like you don't kind of it's it's rare to go to climb up let's say from the position you are 
they're kind of like if you're in a certain position you might be there for life in that position like they yeah. don't kind of bring you up from like say a normal worker to a supervisor manager or whatever like you don't get that kind of a the kind of a pleasure whereas here you do they give you a chance if you potentially if you're good if you're a great worker like they would raise your wages or just move you a step a step higher yeah. like you know which is great like that's literally a part of the rights that you have here you know like you can improve yourself as much as you want but over there you could be a hard worker and you'll still be stuck in the same job they don't care yeah because here you, you actually get the privilege to move around and you can actually maybe move from job to job as 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 easy like you don't you don't get to it over there like i'm yeah. over there comp- the wages we get here compare to what they get there it's it's, no, it's it scary like, like you know yeah. and uh that's why i think we're just so privileged the quality of life here is actually very good you got your health care and you got your law enforcement that will do the job like the health care is actually very good here really really good one thing that i don't like is you have to wait for so long i mean you could be going there and you might wait six hours till you see a doctor or something yeah. or you can make an appointment and you might take like two three four weeks to get an appointment like that's kind of slow but otherwise it's great whereas back home you can make an appointment or you can get seen as by the doctor. As soon as you go into the hospital, you are literally seen by a doctor. Like, yes. it works just like that. And it's crazy to us that, like, if you literally have an issue that's, like, an emergency and you go to the emergency unit or whatever, you will not be seen five hours. Like, sorry, like, I could be dying, like, what is that about? Yeah, you I know? mean, or these appointments, you have to see me in, like, two, three, four weeks. I could be gone I, in that time, you know? It's insane to me how people don't think that people's health issues aren't important enough for you to see them like i know that of course like hospitals are busy and stuff like that like but how does how is it better in albania than it is here this is what we do not understand or even when you get like you know blood results and stuff like over here you might have to wait like i don't know two weeks or, so, or weeks sometimes to get your blood results whereas over there you get them within the same day yeah. and you get told straight away what it like is the person is in is going to be in pain all those weeks like does does no one think that that's severely wrong to do this has always been an issue with our family like anytime we have to go to the doctor we dread it because well, not the gp the gp is fine but like if there is ever an issue like and we have to go to the er no way like just no way we hate doing that stuff you're there for hours and it is dreadful honestly and i think that this is something that the irish government can probably improve on because while healthcare is way better here than it is in albania the duration is literally insane like people are probably suffering and you would just leave them there anyways overall i'm actually really happy to be here i'm really happy to have a full life here and to have friends and i appreciate and i'm privileged to have everything that i have here honestly it is now time for our interview of the week segment and this week's interview goes like this my husband came here first he came to stay only for a few years but while he was here he changed his mind He saw what a beautiful and safe country Ireland is. He loved living here, so he decided to bring us here too. After a few years, he applied for a visa for us. Thankfully, the Irish government granted us our visas, and I came here with my children to bring our family together again. I left my whole family in Albania, my mother, my sisters, brother, and parents-in-law. I lived with my parents-in-law for 15 years, 
It was not easy to leave them because they needed me to take care of them. But it was time to join my family. We moved to Ireland for a better life. When we arrived here, we had a short stay visa for three months. After that, the Garda gave us a one-year visa. It was a bit difficult for me applying for visas because I didn't understand English and all the rules. But thankfully, they are very helpful here. The Citizens Information Centre have a special office for immigrants where they offer free and good help. I always went there to check if my documents were correct before posting them. We had to renew our visas every year for over five years until we got our passports. This was a very big day for us. I was really happy to be an Irish citizen. The ceremony was great and it was a really happy day for me and my family because I had lots of freedom. I could work, travel and most importantly be a part of Ireland. I had no English when I came here. It was really difficult. I had to send my children to school and collect them without being able to communicate with their teachers. I could not speak to the other children's parents and I felt very embarrassed about it. One year later, I made my first Albanian friend here in Ireland and she gave me an address to an English language school. It was a free school for refugees with nuns teaching us. I started learning English there for the first time. I was so happy. I learned step by step, but it took me very long. I was also very sad during this time because my life had changed completely. I missed Albania and my family so much. It was not easy for me to concentrate at school. My body was here, but my mind was in Albania. I made good friends at the school from different countries such as Poland, Syria, Iraq, Hungary and Bangladesh. The nuns were lovely. They took us out on many activities to show us the Irish culture and let us make friends with each other. In Albania, I was qualified for a great job. My landlord in Ireland tried to get me back to my old job, but without English, you must start your qualifications from the very beginning. I got a different job instead. This helped me improve English and communication with others. I worked very hard and made more friends. Learning English has been my biggest challenge as an immigrant. Everything is very hard when you do not know the language. Getting a job was the best thing for me. It helped me so much with everything. For the first three years, I had a miserable time in Ireland, but my children were happy at school and they were the reason that I moved. I always said to myself, I must stay here for them because they are happy here and have a good future ahead of them. I decided to throw away everything and I think it was the best decision. Starting that job was a miracle for me. I was the happiest I had ever been in those three years. Luckily, I've never lived in a direct provision centre, but I had friends in my school who did. They were happy to be in Ireland, but living in a hotel was hard for them. They wanted their own room, their own space, their own kitchen, not to eat all together and share everything together all the time. Everyone needs their personal things and their privacy. Albania has very different traditions to Ireland. I miss going to weddings in Albania, for example. The weddings are a big celebration for us where we get to wear beautiful traditional dresses. I usually visit Albania once a year. Unless someone is sick, then I visit more. It is a long journey to get to Albania from Ireland and we are not happy about that. We often must spend one night in the airport or hotel in a different country because there are no direct flights. Sometimes we must take two or three flights to get there. It is such a shame because we're flying between European countries for 15 hours. We need a connection to improve this situation. When I retire, maybe I'll move back to Albania. I will have to see because the situation is not good. There is a lot of corruption happening and I do not like living there.
When I moved from Albania to Ireland, I moved for a better life. When I got my passport, it opened many doors for me. I have so many opportunities here and so do my children. We all love Ireland and we are really happy here. So I genuinely have so much to say about this person's interview. It is so great to see the change that they've made in themselves. Like at first, they absolutely were not happy living here and hated it and it was so difficult to learn language. And now you can really see how happy they are. And I mean, they seem stable, they seem well settled in and integrated and they absolutely love it. Like they don't want to return back to Albania, which is amazing. I think that says a lot about Ireland and how great it is and how much it does help people, even though, of course, there's obviously the bad aspects of direct provision and stuff that she mentioned, which is terrible, but we will address that really soon. We will also be addressing the corruption as well, so I will be talking about that later, just not right now. What I do want to talk about in particular is how she mentions the flights to Albania. Now, this can seem as quite a first world problem for people, but when you have all your family there and it's like your home, it's quite difficult to not be able to go there as often as you want. My family, personally, we only go once a year, maybe once every two years, because it is so expensive, first of all. Like, we've had to book tickets to Albania that cost 300, 300 plus euros, which is ridiculous. And we booked those tickets, like, three months in advance. Like, they should not have been that expensive, but because flights are not direct, it is just very inconvenient. And if we want to go, we literally have to decide in December if we're going to do it. And it's just not reasonable because who knows what's going to come up, you know, and cancelling a flight is a whole other ordeal. I mean, I wish airline companies over that would just do better and make more flights available. Like, I've never gotten a direct flight to Albania, I'd say. I could never, like, and it literally takes so long. It really is so inconvenient. And as well, especially, like, let's say for my parents, for example, like, they're quite at, like, an older age, like, they cannot be flying out for 15 hours. Like, we're not going to America. Like she said, like, we're going to a different country in Europe. It shouldn't be as hard as it is. And we've tried, like, many different ways to get there, but it still ends up either extremely expensive or the hours are extremely long. Like, for me, I really don't mind doing it. I've done it so often now that I'm quite used to it and stuff. But for my parents and for people that are older, like, that's not ideal at all. They cannot handle that amount of travelling. As well, I'd like to talk about how this person was qualified for a job before they moved here. Now, this happens with many immigrants, and I'm sure many people are aware that, like, let's say you have a great qualification where you're from, but then you move to a different country that speaks a different language and is a whole different thing. And of course, depending on the job, you are probably not allowed to go back to that job unless you have a qualification. And getting that qualification takes another four years, which, of course, like, probably isn't difficult because you already did it once, but it just costs a whole lot of money and a whole lot of time that an immigrant might not have. They have to build up their money again from the start. Like, they cannot afford to go back to school. Like, later on, I know plenty do go, but it's just such a disappointment that you cannot, obviously, go back to it. And I completely understand why and stuff like that. Like, you know, you have to be qualified and all that, but... It's just quite a shame, I suppose. I, I wish there was like an easier way around it. 
Uh, we're at the end of the episode now, guys. I think I've talked about everything I could and I think I've answered every question as I should be. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you have any questions, contact us at Too Integrated on Instagram where we'll have the interviews and some photographs and stories and stuff like that. We also did a Q&A on it this week. If anyone would like to check that out, I answered some great, great questions. Thank you so much for everyone who asked any questions at all and that's it so thank you so much for listening once again and we will see you next time